chirp, yeah. Chirp, chat, we can talk about this, that. If you want to, college, business, party nights. Getting through this college life. It's chirp, chat, listen on your phones, apps. If you want to, I've got some things to say. And not just cause it's for a grade. It's chirp, chat. Hello and welcome to Chirp Chat, the podcast for students today. We will be chatting with Cheyenne, Emily, and Taylor. Let's dive into some introductions. Hi, my name is Cheyenne. I'm a junior majoring in entrepreneurship and economics with a minor in digital marketing strategy and analytics. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm a senior and I'm majoring in economics, business analytics, and marketing. And I'm Taylor. I'm a senior senior general studies major with a minor in marketing and in psychology. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about productivity as a student, joining student organizations, and preparing for life after college. So let's start with productivity. What are some ways that you guys like to schedule out your assignments and stuff? Um, I would say I use a lot of Google Calendar. Um, Like color coding classes makes it like visually easy to see like where I'm going or what I'm doing and then having the same calendar show like my work schedule and if I'm like meeting up with someone and just having it all in one place is super helpful I think. I say I also use a lot of Google Calendar but I also like to use notebook paper to keep track of all of my assignments for the week. You could also use um, Google Keeps if you're more of a digital person but just to give myself that checklist to keep everything organized. A notebook? 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it works. <laughs> yeah, she opens her tethered folder full of a million papers, pulls out one sheet of notebook paper, and I have no idea how that works for you. But as long as it works for you. I do have a calendar that I keep in my desk that I do not use, but I probably should. You, you really should use it. <laughs> okay. Personally, I am also a huge fan of color coordination. I give all my classes each a color. And I have a whiteboard at home, one of those big ones you get at Walmart. Um, And I have a marker color that matches all my (gasps) classes. I love that. So, and then I write down all my assignments every week and I can erase them when I finish it so I can like see my progress as I'm going through the week. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. I love like the satisfaction of like crossing something off is really nice versus like... Guess what? but yeah, I don't do that anymore. You still get that with notebook pieces of paper. But, oh, it's just the aesthetic of it. And you're such an aesthetic person. It always blew my mind when the first time I saw you do that, I was like, what is she doing? You could switch to like an Excel sheet or something. That is true. You can still cross them out that way. That is true. I'm gonna say, I do have an Excel template just sitting, like waiting for me to add stuff in. I just haven't had time, so I can only do it week by week on notebook paper. That's all I got time for. Where do the papers go? Like week by, what if you have like a, a project that spans over like more, more than one week? So I'll make like a weekly list of like everything I have to do for the week and like put a project chunk on that. And then it'll just, whatever doesn't get done in that week moves on to the next week's list. And then I can throw the old piece of paper away. It's a satisfaction of crumpling an old piece of paper and throwing it away each week saying, I'm done. Okay, that I accept that. That's fine. 
<laughs> All the poor trees being sacrificed. That's what I'm saying. How many weeks are in here? 52 weeks. Do you make one for every single week, including summer? Not including summer, just school weeks. Okay, so that's like, how many weeks are in a semester? Like 16? Mm-hmm. So that'd be what? Like 32 pieces of paper? That's pretty crazy. How unfortunate for those trees. <laughs> Okay, so I also want to talk about time blocking real quick because that's um, a really important thing for a lot of people in college, I think. And Google Calendar is so helpful for that. Um, so time blocking is when you like label out what you're doing during each chunk of time. So you give yourself maybe from like 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. to work on your math assignment to structure out your day and make sure that you're getting things done. Um, so Google Calendar is really nice for that. You can color coordinate everything, like I said, and, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I also will get, like, this is kind of where your paper comes in again. That's kind of nice. But, like, I'll go and look at my Google Calendar, and I'll see all the classes I have to do and, like, the places I almost need to be. But then when it goes to, like, oh, I need to work on this huge paper, it's, like, I have no idea when I should do that. So that's probably a better idea than just like mentally trying to be like, oh, I'll work on it on Thursday versus that. I'm gonna say when it comes to time blocking, definitely making sure you're having like all of your classes in there first, or even just, I guess I'm gonna hit on more like creating a base schedule at the beginning of the semester, like making sure you're putting all of your reoccurring events in there at the beginning and then adding in like all of your reoccurring meetings and events and stuff, and then just updating it weekly. So I do use both paper and Google Calendar. (laughs) So how do you guys schedule your like work-life balance? I would say I'm really bad about that. Um, Sometimes like I'll almost forget that I have to have a work-life balance. Like I'll be like, oh, I need to do all of these things and I'll The only other thing I need to do is like sleep and just exist. So sometimes I feel like I almost overdo it and like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to eat lunch at this specific time. And then I feel like I'm in such like a strict schedule or it's like almost, I don't know what else I should do. So I feel like finding a good in between is really important. And it's like, everybody's going to do it a little differently. So you can't be like, oh, you should do it only this way and not any other way, if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, I don't know, as someone who's had like a very packed Google calendar with like school work, and then I previously used to do student organizations, finding a balance is definitely a lot. It's just a matter of making the time. So like I have classes at certain times, I have student orgs at certain times and then like I have meetings or like work at certain times, but then I've started to add more of a work-life balance and I've started to add more of a life balance and just adding in time to relax, adding in time like on the weekends to hang out with friends, but really just like planning out your time and whenever you are supposed to be studying, you're actually studying, you're not taking a two-hour break on TikTok or watching Instagram reels because I know I'm definitely guilty of that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok is a black hole. Yes, it is. And reels are the stale version of TikToks. (laughs) But really just making sure that whatever study time you have set aside, you're productive in it and then you have that relaxed time later. Uh, So you mentioned getting into student organizations. So um, how did you get involved in those in the first place? Yeah, so 
One of the best ways to get involved with student orgs is at the beginning of each year, there's like a big student org fair in the rec center and just going around, like seeing the different tables and getting to know the different organizations that we have here at Ball State. It's really cool. We have over at least 300 clubs, which is wild. So whatever you're interested in, there's always a place for you. But then just seeing like which clubs match up with your values, like Am I going to learn something from here? So really just looking at that. And I guess with having so many clubs here, I guess, how do you know, like, what club is going to be right for you? Because, I mean, I feel like for, there's, like, certain clubs that go along with some of my majors, but then it's like, I don't know if I could ever see myself in this. So it's like, are you kind of confined in the box of choosing something in your major? And how do you know what's right for you? Yeah, so one of the best tips I could give someone like looking for student orgs is pick one that's within your major, like your college. So like we're in the College of Business or I'm currently in the College of Business. And then also like pick something fun. So like I also like to sing or dance, but like pick something to where like it's kind of related to school if you want it to be or just do student orgs like. I want to play volleyball for fun, like once a week. Like I want to get some energy, get some exercise and do something fun. So really the best way to know which one's right for you is just to go to a meeting. And if you don't like it, don't go back. Just try it once. You didn't like it. That's cool. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to get mad at you. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you feel were like the main benefits of being in student organizations? Well, I was mostly in business student organizations so one of those biggest some of the biggest benefits from that were just all like the networking and just the prepping for life after college a little bit which I think we'll touch on that more later but I don't know I've learned how to write my resume I made some really great friends lost some really great friends um but I don't know really just getting the experience of like having almost planned friend time like you're still being productive you're in a student org but you are like doing something it's a resume builder but then you also get to hang out with friends like that was kind of a big pro of it right it's like socially fulfilling at the same time so you mentioned like making a bunch of friends but also like losing friends what do you think are some like red flags or cons in being in a student org or how do you know it It isn't working yeah So there's definitely, um, I would say be careful who you make friends with and know when is the right time to stay friends or leave a friendship. And that also goes for like the student organization itself. So just a little prefacing of the losing friends part. I was a part of this organization and I was on the executive board and I was really good friends with like the other executives and we were like, really great friends. Everything was great. Everything was fine. Um, we had a couple like personal relationship, like conflicts and such. And then that led into professional conflicts because we were so used to like mixing personal and professional, like we'd be hanging out on a weekday night and it wasn't like for our club, but we'd still be talking about club stuff or we'd be talking about personal stuff still at the club, like figuring things out. So whenever you're making friends or like having friends, like please have friends, please make friends. Like that's what student orgs are for. 
But if you're going to be in an executive position or a position where you're holding more power in the organization, just make sure you're keeping the two separate because it can get muddy and cloudy really fast if something with a friendship goes wrong. And I feel like with that, it almost is like a communication thing as well because it's like it's so nice when things are good, but then being able to kind of distinguish when things are bad or like how you're going to communicate how that's going to work. Because, I mean, that still could lead to a falling out, which is normal and fine. But it's like almost handling it depends. Yeah, absolutely. Handle your situations well and just always leave on good terms if you can. Uh, Do you feel like there were opportunities in those organizations that you were in to meet professionals and like grow your network and stuff? Absolutely. One of the biggest parts of being in a student organization is we have guest speakers or if you get to the point where you're an executive you get to meet a bunch of professionals and get to talk to them and ask them for advice and opinions being in a primarily business-based organization I got to meet a lot of professionals like in the field and honestly most times they're always like hiring a little bit so you can almost ask about those opportunities for the future or like hey what are some like potential internship opportunities you guys offer like I really enjoyed your presentation or like what you said here like making sure you build a relationship with professionals like when they come in and guest speak and networking even if it's just like after their presentation just always be networking. I guess this is kind of segueing into the next topic, but coming from somebody, I guess I've never done any kind of club or anything. I've gone to, you know, like guest speakers and that's been really interesting. But another way that you can meet professionals and grow your network is just trying to, I mean, networking in general can be anywhere. It can be, you know, after you finish a class and you go and ask your professor a question about like, you know, the industry they're in or like, you know, how they got to where they are. That's networking or other ways can be making a LinkedIn profile. Do you guys both have a LinkedIn profile? Of course. Yes. Yes. If you are in any MCOM classes, you will be forced to make a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yes. So LinkedIn is a great resource. It's almost, I always treat it like a social media, except I don't, I don't really post anything on LinkedIn, but I mean, making a profile, putting, you know, I mean, basic things like, you know, a picture of yourself, a professional picture of yourself. Don't, you know, put it a view like you know out on a Saturday night or something um (laughs) but doing that or if you see like a you know again a professor you really like you know connect with them send a note and say like hey I'm in you know this class with you I really enjoyed it so far you know will can I connect with you and they will say yes because that they're professors for a reason they want to connect with students and teach and being able to share things is going to be a huge thing for them and I mean if you know other students that you have in classes everybody you know wants to get their connections up because I mean somebody who has you know those 500 plus connections you're like oh that person's you know that person really has a huge network um and I felt like it was really weird to use LinkedIn at first it just felt really superficial and like okay there's all these like you know people in suits in there at all these conferences and it's like really overwhelming but kind of you know realizing that it's not it's just you know to get to know people to see what other people are doing it's not a competition it's just kind of showing what you offer and kind of what you know what a recruiter could look at your resume or your LinkedIn and see kind of what that looks like. Um, I guess another way 
networking can be easier is when you have a resume. I asked both of you for your resumes before this. So I looked at them and I feel like all three of us, do you have a printed copy of your resume? Oh, I thought that's what you're getting out and I was gonna scream. Um, so I think it was really good and all of our resumes are different, but they all have a lot of <clears throat> similar like formatting things. So things like, I mean, showing our major and where, you know, we go to school and what kind of experiences we have is really good. Um, as long as well as the skills that we have has been really interesting to see how all of us have kind of formatted differently, but it still all does the same thing. And I'm assuming both of you know about this. Do you know about VMOC? Yes. So I think it's a really cool thing that that our school provides to us, our redacted school <laughs> provides to us, where you can upload your resume, I believe up to 10 times, and it, per semester, okay, 10 times per semester, and it can give you tips and, you know, almost like wording as well, like, oh, this sounds more casual when it needs to sound professional, or things, you know, different verbs you can use, and it's very interesting to see because it uses AI to look at your resume, which is very similar to if you would be applying for like a job or an internship, um, how sometimes they use AI just to scan resumes, and if, you know, you don't have like a certain major or whatever, it'll kind of go into that and then I guess having a resume I know Cheyenne you've been to the career fair Taylor has not been to the career fair correct yeah I've been twice I think in my entire time here it's a very cool place to go if you're looking for a job internship you bring your resume you walk around to different tables you say hi to the recruiters even if you're not looking for an internship or a job like if you're Early in your career, like freshman, sophomore, please still go. You can still meet people and make connections early on and just get to know like what's even out there job-wise and just get connected with people early. Because maybe I know when I went as a freshman, they would be like, yeah, we're not really taking on any freshman interns, but just knowing what opportunities are out there for when you get to be a junior or sophomore, mm -hmm. it's just really nice to go ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I regret not going to career fairs earlier. I've attempted to go to one, and it went very poorly. I was so overwhelmed. Um, so I wish that I had gone to one in a previous year just to see what it was like, even if nobody was willing to hire a sophomore or something. Right. But, you know, just to get used to it so that I was more prepared next year. Yeah. And, I mean, um, I felt because I think I went freshman year too, and it feels so daunting because there's so many people around – and it's like hot and like there's so every like sometimes companies are like trying to talk to you as you walk by and I was like I don't I don't want to work for you know XYZ or whatever um but researching companies before is really nice because then um you know you know who's going to be there and you know like what they kind of roughly what industry they're in or what they're doing so that makes it a little less overwhelming um having an elevator pitch is always good to have as well. So if you know you go up to a recruiter and you're like, you know, hey, I'm Emily. I'm a, you know a senior at whatever university, and I'm majoring in you know this. And oh, I have had this really cool class where I'm working on this project. And you know, being able to talk about things you're currently doing or things that you really liked doing, you know, makes you 
you know, you're interested in what you're doing now and how it could be applied to something, you know, after graduating or over the summer for an internship or whatever. And also I feel like um, before I went to the career fair, I think sophomore year, um, did you both have a mentor for MCLAB 200? I was not in that class. So I've you not weren't? had a mentor. No. Okay. Have you, Cheyenne? Yeah. So I had to take MCLAB 200. I think I was a freshman, but I had a really cool mentor. He ended up being the vice president of Allison Motors, I think out of Indy. But definitely having a mentor really, really helps. Even just, well, I'm an entrepreneurship major. So figuring out my business idea at that time is drastically different from what it is now. But just having a mentor to like talk about that and go through like different ideas or even just different life things. I think I asked him a lot of life questions and he was able to give me a better picture. And I mean, a mentor doesn't obviously have to be like, oh, in this class, you are assigned a mentor. It can be, I mean, anybody from like a parent to a professor or even like another student who you really admire or something. Um, and a good way to find a mentor is on Cardinals Connect. It honestly, looking at it, it feels, it doesn't feel like Tinder, but it, it like says, like, <laughs> it feels like, you know, it's like matching you to a mentor. So to say like, you fill out a profile or like connect it with your LinkedIn and then it'll say like, oh, you're a, you're a 40% match to this person and they're in your area. It sounds so much like Tinder now that I'm explaining it out loud. It's not, it's it's not Tinder. Tinder. Of course it's business Tinder, professional Tinder. That's like the Bumble BFF, (gasps) Bumble business. It's your (gasps) Bumble business. We're trademarking that. Um, (laughs) So it's very interesting to see, you know, if you put in your major and you do all this stuff that you can be connected with a, ma- with a mentor really quickly and really easily. And they'll say, you know, on their profile, you know, I'm interested in mentoring someone. So, you know, they're interested in talking to students and being able to do that kind of stuff. And I loved, I just talked to my mentor a couple of weeks ago from, men- from that class. And I'll, at the time I was switching majors. So she's a um, CPA at Ernst & Young. Um, so she's doing nothing I want to do really at all. But her being able to say like, you know, my husband, he, he was an entrepreneurship major and he's doing like finance somewhere. And so she was just like, you know, you could really end up wherever and doing whatever. It just depends on what you want to do, which I thought was really good advice. So, yeah. So I think doing all of these things kind of circles all the way back to networking. Like, you know, Oh, I know my, my mentor from this thing and they work at this place and this place is at the career fair and you know being able to kind of realize your network can really control a lot more and just even if it's somebody you talk to once that can really kind of expedite you into something or keep things moving even this if even if that's just talk to them once so yeah so you and Taylor are both going into your senior years. How have you guys been looking at or applying for jobs? Uh, I have not started applying for <laughs> jobs yet. And that's totally okay. I'm super behind. I figured out my major like super late and then I chose general studies. So clearly I'm very indecisive. Um, I do have an internship. Um, so I'm hoping that that will turn into a job. But I'm still just being hopeful about it. Yeah, totally. So I added a third major in like 
February. So I'm also. I hope you know that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, (laughs) But having such a wide variety of majors, I thought he'd be like, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be so easy to find a job because it's like with three majors, that's three different paths I can go down. You know, one would think. But then it's like, it's so overwhelming sometimes just because it's like oh this is listed as a entry-level job oh wait you need 17 years of experience in this really niche software that I don't even know what that is and a master's degree oh of course of course master's degree live in like seven countries speak seven languages and that's your entry-level job um but (laughs) knowing that there's like you know the diamonds in the rough are there it just like takes taking the time to look I I think I, oh, I have an interview in like two weeks for a company I'm really excited for. But when I think last semester I was applying for internships and it was really helpful to keep an Excel spreadsheet of like the date you applied for something, the company, like what the title was and maybe different qualities that you kind of want to keep track of so it's like so many companies will do the dumb thing where it's like you'll apply and then you're like oh I applied to them like three months ago and I heard nothing back and so like kind of being able to keep track you know how many you've applied to like oh you know this company kind of ghosted me and I've applied like two three times for a couple different roles they're probably not worth you know my time or knowing kind of what kind of positions are listed and just being able to keep track of everything in one place is really helpful just to make it a little less daunting of an experience. But yeah, I don't know. I really haven't started that much. I think I've applied to like three places. Three more than me. You know, that is true. But you have an internship as well. So that's, you know, that's basically like a highway to a job. Right. You're I'm on hoping. the road. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So before we go, what advice would everyone give listeners about being a college student? I would say to just get involved in everything as early as you can. Don't mm-hmm. waste your freshman year like trying to get adjusted to being an adult, And which I mean, of course, that's important. But right. like as soon as you feel comfortable in the dorms and going to classes and stuff, start getting involved. Don't wait. Yeah, I would say, yeah, the exact same thing. I felt like I had to, I mean, my freshman year, well, our freshman year was stupid and it was COVID, but... We were um, basically locked in our room. That was very true. Um, But allowing yourself to kind of step out of your comfort zone in any way. I mean, for me, it was like, oh, instead of doing my homework in my dorm, I'm going to go do it in the library. And like making little steps like that um, was really helpful. And yeah, getting it, getting involved in things when you want to. Cause I feel like I was, okay. I was technically in a club for like two weeks. I'm not going to name said club. It was nothing wrong with the club. I just didn't, it wasn't for me and I didn't want to go. Um, so I was doing that because I wanted to put it on my resume. And I feel like doing that just kind of like if some, if somebody would ask me about it, I'd be like, Oh, I have to talk about this club again that I didn't want to go to. And I was doing only so I could write it on my resume. So doing stuff that you actually want to do and not doing it just to write something on your resume is really important as well. I definitely agree. Never do something just for your resume. Make sure you enjoy it and do not stay in it if it is not for you. Words of wisdom. Um, Another piece of advice just to impart. I remember my freshman year was super stressful because I was involved in everything and I was in so many classes, which please definitely do because you'll burn out a lot by your junior, senior year. So do as much as you can when you're first starting, but also just make sure you're 
healthily involved. Like put in those relaxed hours like, hey, after this certain time of day, I'm not doing homework. I'm not doing anything else. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go to bed at a good time. Whatever assignment I have due should not compromise my health. It is important to sleep and important to not have triple shots of espresso every day to keep going. So (laughs) please just be involved, but also stay healthy when you're doing it. Well, on that note, thanks for tuning into Chirp Chat. We hope this really has helped you in your college experience. Woo! Ha, 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 ha.